out. All right, I'm ready to rock and roll. This is Contemplating Cocktails with Keith. I am Metro Me. Malik of Lancey Made. Keith is... This is Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I am Keith. <laughs> and, uh, I think this is episode five. Yeah, this will be episode five. And so, and then that's Lord Raiden yes. in the background. You can hear him. He's about to climb on the table. So yeah, we're gonna hold on to this. Keith, what? This cocktail is not not a cocktail. The spirit the is spirit. Baiju. It's Baiju. We're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go some for something that hardly anyone has heard of in, in the, the Western US, world. But it is the number one most popular spirit in the world by volume i mean and numbers don't lie there's more baiju consumed in the world than whiskey gin and rum combined i had a number and lost it yeah it starts out uh, 2016 there were five billion liters consumed and then in 2018 10.2 billion and that's billion with a b liters i mean this stuff is it's incredible how much they make and how much is consumed, and it's really good. I mean, you don't make you, you don't make an, that much of something and have it taste horrible. So, <laughs> let's talk about the um, cultural differences of Bayou before we get into taste and things in that. Sure, matter. sure. So it is it is a Chinese uh, sorghum spirit spirit, right? And so the Chinese know what they're dealing with. Exactly, and they've been doing this forever. And then, uh, in a cultural way, when the Chinese celebrate, it is usually uh, uh, fill a shot glass. Exactly, and and it even includes filling a shot glass of beer. Mm-hmm. I've seen this with right. my own eyes. Right that after the uh, after a child is born, mm-hmm. the big celebration is one year later. Right, I pr- think that has something to do with history. If you can make it through the exactly. first year, then you'll celebrate. Then you're right. Before then, we're like, ah, I don't yeah, know if you're gonna right. make it. Right, but right? that makes so sense. I'm not making light of right. the things, but if you think about how medicine and things right. like that have changed, exactly, how the infant mortality rate, rates have right. dropped so much, right. you know, in the first year of life. So uh, they, uh, you would pass, and I saw this was mm-hmm. Hmong Chinese one year birthday celebration. The whole family. Yeah, was around there. People about your height uh, in, this, in this house, <laughs> and I felt so comfortable in Southeast Asia. It's all, all for me. And so, um, a bowl with a small glass mm-hmm. and a big beer mm-hmm. would would follow the people, right? And that's how you drink. So it was one of those things where, like, if I were to partake, I would know I would have no way of, of regulating, even if I were to get, you know, when you're right. young, dumb, and full of stuff. Right. Like, even if I were to get quote unquote wasted or have that quote unquote goal in mind, I'm right. like, I still have nothing to uh, to compare to because right. it wasn't a beer. Right. Like you, when you drink a beer and you're like, all right, I have twelve, 12 empty ounces. Cans. Right. Exactly. I have twelve empty cans, right. six empty cans, whatever right. it is. But if you're just going around, and that's how you drink. I mean, and that is like that is kind of the uh, the Southeast Asian drinking tradition. Is like you drink a glass of whatever if it's poured for you, and the bottles do not stop until you cannot move any further away from the table. So then that's what happens is when uh, Westerners mm-hmm. end up in another culture, mm-hmm. and then they are in a situation where Baiju is going to be uh, consumed. Consumed. Yeah. 
you don't have a point of reference. You right. have not had experience with it. And the next thing you know, it's two hours later, three hours later, or the next day, and you're like, I don't know what happened to exactly. me. Exactly. Exactly. And, and how so, much did I drink? And, and so, then you make yourself look crazy. Right. You know? But it also turns the has the that's why I'm turned off to this beverage. Right. And so it's a cultural thing that is kind of shot by you in the foot when coming to the Western world. Right. Exactly. So let's just talk about that in that sense. So yeah. when you speak about it, don't fall. Oh. oh. You got See, it. He's oh. a daredevil. When <laughs> I know I had my bat and see that's why I had the father. He was Dad right ass. behind me. And he, had, like, he looked through Malik just yeah. looked through my skull and saw danger. Like I felt like X ray vision. You're like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, and it, like arm shot past, the kid was safe. Like uh, So Raiden, don't uh, make me look bad. When we're when we're introducing this particular spirit and you go to talk about it with a mm-hmm. friend of yours or somebody, right. don't get caught up in the I had this horrible experience right, once. It's, right. it's not how it is. I mean, it's it's a spirit that is so complex. It's got so much going on with it. And this tradition of drinking a lot of it, there's ways out of this. But that is when you go to drink, especially in the Southeast Asian culture, when you're going to drink, it's hospitality, just like with full plates. You've got to have full plates. You you When you're sitting down, especially with China, because China is where most Baiju is consumed, if you eat all the food, you are disrespecting your host. There should be enough food on the table where there is too much. That is the way that you show hospitality in China is when you bring out food, you keep ordering until the plates stay full because that shows the largesse. It shows that you've got this much. You've got so much. You're, you are the person, the, your guest doesn't feel bad for eating what you're providing oh, oh, okay. because I got so much. Please eat your fill. Take as much as you can. It's it's a really interesting version so of hospitality. So turning down that last plate is actually the sign of compliment. That's a compliment because if you clean the plate, you're showing I'm still hungry. You haven't provided enough for me, and that's it. And that's that. And people kind of get that confused when they see people, especially when when they go to China, when they have like when they eat out with people, when they go to a banquet, and they see all this extra food. Like, why do they order the, all this extra? We didn't need that. That's a way of showing respect to the guest. And if you realize that your host, you know, maybe they don't have as much money. Maybe this bill is getting real high for them or maybe they didn't make enough food. You stop and you stop eating. And that also shows respect for your host because you're showing I've had enough. Like I'm, I am full. You've given me plenty. And this is a country with a history of famine going back thousands of years. I mean, this is it's a huge country with huge amounts of people. and They've always had a big population. That's a term of that's a matter of respect, and the same thing goes for their drinking culture. The same thing happens if you open a bottle. The expectation is we're going to drink this bottle. So when you've had enough, you stop drinking. Don't drink to be polite because <laughs> you're drinking because you're showing that you're showing the person you're with. Like every time you keep drinking, every time you empty that glass or even take a sip, you're showing I want more because. You haven't provided enough for me yet, so, and so it's it's a so matter of understanding that, if yourself. If you're at your right. perceived limit, whether mm-hmm. by design or choice or you happenstance, right? Can't <laughs> exactly. Anymore, don't even take, don't even take it. Don't, don't take another it. sip. Like, right, hey, I'm done. Hands up. Right, thank Surrender. you, Surrender. thank you so much. And right. it's a it's really yeah. it's a great way to think right. about it. You no, know, it's that's a, it's cool. it's a nice way of showing respect. All right, I can I can get to that. So then, when you liken baiju to what it's made out of, 
grain? Sorghum. Yep. Sorghum is a very common. It's a. It's a old. It's one of those kind of ancient grains. Sorghum grows all over the world. It's one of the most popular grains. I mean, you can find it everywhere that basically humanity has been for a long time. Sorghum has been growing because sorghum. Sorghum makes great beer. Um, we also have sorghum molasses. I don't know if you ever had sorghum syrup before. Mm-mm. Ah, sorghum syrup's great. It's got kind of a. I, I like those earthy flavors, and sorghum syrup has. Um, has a real has a definite kind of earthy quality to it. It tastes more vegetal than most sweeteners that you're gonna find. But sorghum has this kind of history with humanity. It's one of those grains that's kind of followed us throughout our travels around the world. We don't grow a lot of it here in the U.S. just uh, because we focused on more wheat and other kind of grain grain crops that are are better and better for this environment and grow really well. But especially like Southeast Asia, um, I mean, all across India. Everywhere you go, I mean, you're gonna find you're gonna find sorghum in a lot of those kind of equatorial, relatively dry regions. It's a very hardy grain. So a place like China, you're trying to grow something. You want something that's going to grow and keep growing, and not and you're gonna want to provide for as many people as possible. Rice is good, but rice cultivation, the modern version of rice cultivation, requires a lot of water. Sorghum is easier to grow, much much easier than rice. All right. And so we have this, and it's distilled. So I can, what I'm looking as a similarity is a whiskey. Right. But it's a clear It's a clear, clear spirit. spirit, right. Which all whiskey is clear, too. I so mean, to whiskey with, is clear to start. Bar- right. Yeah, and so, you can find baijus that are aged like whiskeys. I mean, you can find them that, look, that would look indistinguishable from a bottle of American whiskey. And then what would be the flavor of a, I mean, I know you talked about it mm-hmm. being earthy. So right. like, let's go a little bit more into the flavor of a baiju. Baiju has got some of those flavors that kind of fall into, I always find it to be more kind of food categories of flavors rather than something you would traditionally think of a spirit. So kind of the, the nuances that you get from a nice cheese, you're going to get from baiju also. So you can get some of those aromas, which can be for, especially for like a Western, for a Western person. If you if you pick up a bottle and it smells mildly of Gruyere, you're gonna be concerned. You're gonna think there's something wrong with it because we're used to something. Right. We're used to opening up something and getting vanilla right. and caramel, you know, and all those kind of. That's kind of our tradition with it. But Baiju has like like a good soy sauce, like a really nice fermented soy sauce. You're gonna have that same kind of aroma coming off some of the bottles of Baiju. Now some of them will have a little bit more of a sweet aroma. Some of them will have a little bit more of a floral aroma. But most of them that you're going to find are going to be um, more food-oriented as far as the aromas are concerned. So think of like a fine cheese or a mushroom, um, like a good sherry. Like if you ever had like a really nice mm-hmm. sherry, sherry has a great mushroom smell to it. And it sounds bad. You know, it's like you open a bottle, it's like, oh, this smells like portobello. Like that's no, not I, a good sign. I laugh because uh, I wish I could remember which uh, recipe it was, but my mother had cooking sherry. Mm-hmm. And something about it made me think that it had alcohol in it. It does. And so, well, I'm a kid. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Like 10, 11 oh, the years food. Old. Got it. Got so it. So, the food, uh, she's making this dish. So, this bottle of open cooking sherry is in the cabinet. Yeah. And I'm, you know, just being a curious yeah, exactly. and dumbass, right. actually, I took a swig of it mm-hmm. and I thought I was going to die. Right. That stuff is horrible. Cooking sherry is not, good. not something you're going to pour in a glass. No. It's 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 literally like you, I, mean, I don't know if you did say vanilla. It's like, yeah. it's one of those things. It's an enhancer right. to bring up other flavors, but it's not, not on its own. Uh, <laughs> you don't, like, you don't want to have what? it. 
but that's and that's the thing. It's like you've got these flavors that we're. I mean, Sherry's got some of the, a lot of the same flavor characteristics that you're gonna find in Baiju, where you've got something that has like all these kind of earthy notes. Sometimes they can be a little bit sweet. Sometimes it can smell like a, a really nice a really nice rice. Like you can get kind of those same qualities where like you get basmati smell. Baiju oh. can have that same smell that basmati does. Right. And it's really like it's endearing when you know what to look for. If you're surprised by it. You're like, wait a minute, what is this? Like, what did I just have? This bottle should not smell like cheese, but it's supposed to in a good way. So give me a label. So Baiju, I mean, if you if you find some good Baijus, there are, go to any, if you can find some at a liquor store, especially like there's a couple places here nearby, any of the larger liquor stores will have a, a Chinese section. Um, the unfortunate thing right now is that Michigan does not have a Chinese liquor distributor. So this is something that you're most likely going to see as a gift. You're right now because there, there was one company that was distributing Baiju uh, in Michigan, and they have they have been shut down recently. So for the last like year, you haven't seen a lot of Baiju come out. Now you'll find it in restaurants because people can buy it other places and bring it over. Um, but it is not something that you're going to see commonly on your liquor store shelves. But Interesting. If you if you get it, likely you're gonna get a bottle of Baiju as a gift. It's gonna so be this something. So this is probably so. In that instance, if you know somebody that's traveling, mm -hmm. ask for it. Ask for it. Have them pick some up for you because it's amazing stuff. So like, how many American dollars should somebody give somebody? Like, look, I want you to get me this. Should I, should I give them fifty bucks? Give them fifty bucks, and you're gonna get an incredible bottle okay. because Baiju has that same thing, just like whiskeys, where you can buy a three dollar bottle. Or you can buy a four hundred dollar bottle, and they're all going to be really good. They're all going to have these. They're they're going to have these neat flavors, but obviously the four dollar bottle is not going to be as good. You want to put a little bit of money into it, and especially if you've got a friend who's going to who's going to China, who's going to Southeast Asia, and you give them fifty bucks, they're going to try to find something good for you. They're gonna they're gonna seek out something that's a little bit more of a, a decided. Uh, you know, they're gonna make a better decision rather than like the first thing that falls to hand. We've all had that problem. I've been gifted bottles from all over the place that like it's stuff that you know you wouldn't want to wish on your worst enemy. Like the first time you ever have mezcal, like I, we I, we did mezcal oh, a couple yeah. episodes <laughs> back, but like first bottle of mezcal I ever had came with pow like a vessel of powdered worm that you were supposed to shake into it, and this stuff was horrific. I could not believe anyone actually drank that on purpose, and they really don't. They sell it to you. At it's the border a, to get a, it out of the country because they don't they don't even no one drinks it's a, that it's a novelty right thing. exactly and, it's, oh I got something and then they're like oh dumb right. American exactly like hey we made some money off them so right. send them, and they're gonna go drink the bad stuff we're gonna keep the good stuff buy right. you same way so let's thanks uh, I'm, I had all this stuff going on yeah and every time I thought about who I was gonna thank or something like right. that or whatever the break was yeah I, it poofed out of my head right so I'm kind of putting you on the spot oh man one. Another good one, you know, one of my other favorite. Do we should we stay in Old Town or should we go to another anywhere place? You anywhere. Go. You know, one of the places that I think a lot of people should know about, but maybe don't, is Fabiano's. Fabiano's oh, Chocolates. Michigan. It's this incredible. It's a great little chocolate store. It's been there since like 1932. The people in there are incredibly friendly. It's, I mean, just because something has been around for a while, tradition doesn't equal good. This is one of those exceptions to the rule where you can walk in. It's a candy shop. It's not. They're not trying to sell you. You know, two hundred dollar an ounce. You know, ninety percent cacao dark chocolate. 
they're selling, they've got milk chocolate, they've got wonderful truffles, everything they do, they do it with pride. The people are just incredibly friendly. Super nice. Super nice. I mean, just the best you could ask for. And like, I mean, a chocolate dipped, uh, you know, potato chip is something that we should all experience once in our lives if you haven't. And they are, I mean, they're worth a trip. I mean, they are, they are worth a trip just to go in there and hang out and be a kid again for 10 minutes. I take my and niece and nephew in there. They love it. The thing about it is it is often past, but it's not off the beaten path. Right. It is right there on Michigan Avenue. Mm-hmm. It's right. I mean, it's the heart of everything. It's right in the East Side neighborhood. Right. It is. I mean, it's on Michigan Avenue. It's a. You can't miss it. It's got the candy striped awning out front, but it's you know it's kind of in between you know the all the new stuff that's going down kind of the Avenue area and then downtown. It's it's right in between. It's a perfect spot. They're open on Saturday for a little yep, bit. They're open on Saturday until four. All right. So the thing about it is they do kind of have truncated hours. Mm-hmm. They close at five thirty. Right. 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 So they close at five thirty. Don't make your first trip uh, Valentine's. Right. Exactly. Get in Week there before early. Before Valentine's, don't make that your first trip. Make Lines your out first the door. Trip n- n- middle of summer. Right. Make your first trip in the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. Get your one or two or five pieces of candy because <laughs> right. it's hot. Right. right. Exactly. So you got to eat it or get it home real fast. That's, that's part of the problem is right. you got to eat it. You right. know, that's a good. That's a great idea, Malik. It <laughs> forces yourself to have it. You know, like. They might have some um, cooler bags. Mm-hmm. That they do. They've got some. Too. They got some stuff for it. The cooler bags or right. take a, uh, one of those reusable ice things yeah. that you can get for that, big orders. They yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. But get those things and go to Fabiano's. Check them out. Say hi. And uh, if you did, like, tell them Lancey made sent you. you right know, there, you go. That's I mean, my lane. Right. All right. So we're back to the uh, Bijou and. We covered a little bit of history. We covered some culture. Mm-hmm. Um, we've covered be smart about it when you start partaking in the first place. Right. If you're around, we covered that it's probably difficult to find here. Exactly. But if you can get somebody to get you a bottle, what am I going to do with it once I have it in my house? It's one of those incredible things that can work just like it, it is a what I consider to be one of those interesting interesting liquors that can replace other things. There's certain things that you can use as a combination. So in any anything that you're going to see sake or something of that nature in so if you've got gin if you if you've got gin in a drink you can use baiju uh you can make a baiju and tonic which is a really good drink um the simplest things in the world i mean when you take you want you want the spirit especially if you're going to get a nice bottle it's going to be a gift you want to use that in the right way the tonic gives it that nice bit of that quinine kind of gives the baiju something to stand on. You can add whatever citrus you'd like. I mean, the way that the way that I like to have baiju is baiju and tonic with lime. And depending on the baiju, how old it is, how good it is, if it's really old and a very fine bottle, you want to drink it neat. But if you want to mix it with something, try that first time. Try it with a little bit of tonic and a little bit of lime That's- because you're going to have something that you understand already if you're a gin and tonic drinker a baiju and tonic is going to be a, like an experience you're going to have something that's like this is this is weird it's not my gin and tonic but it's something really good so you i, I want to come up with something else as well because okay. gin is uh uh polarizing right well gin is polarizing gin but is vodka polarizing. tonic uh, like All a right, vodka so you're tonic say, you're right you're saying that it could be it can be used in any uh, 
in place of another clear spirit. Uh, okay. But you know, I mean, it's not going to replace like whiskey or rum, you know, because these are these are kind of vastly different things. You don't want to put it, but any of those, any of your traditional clear spirits, vodka, gin. Uh, That's something the baby like that. making noise. Sorry. Exactly. He's getting excited about. Uh, <laughs> He's like, about I'm, right, exactly. I am almost two, and I'm going to be able to drink this stuff right, in exactly. 19 years. Right. I'm going to try some Baiju. <laughs> but the neat thing with it, too, is that Baiju is one of those when you've got a, you know, and we talked a lot about kind of the culture that kind of associates itself with it, but it's got such a strong history and it's never really been used in cocktails. So this is something where we can, we're experimenting now with it. Baiju has been, you know, I mean, they've been making it for 700 years in China. It goes back to the Yuan dynasty. Just now in the last, I think, 2015, 2015, 2016 was one of the first kind of archived articles about cocktails made with Baiju. Prior to that, no one, I mean, you've got 700 years of history. People never even thought to mix it. You know, they just, they, you drink Baiju or you add herbs to it and you let it sit. It's, it's really neat stuff. I mean, when you've got that much, you, you sip it neat. It's like a fine bourbon, you know? You uh, And someone somewhere decided that Baiju was good enough to be celebrated around the world. Oh, so there is World Baiju Day, and it is in August. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the date moves around, but we're going to let you know to look out for Baiju Day celebration in August. Right. And uh, it's I mean, just... go down to there's there's a couple places in Lansing you can actually drink Baiju, which is kind of a which is which is neat. Um, uh, there's a there's a couple places right down in East Lansing that have uh, um, that have Baiju for sale. And they they sell it by the bottle. You usually get it by you buy a whole bottle. It's not something that you usually buy just a single shot of. Because you're you're sharing it. It's a shareable drink. Mm. They bottle it in a way that's made to be drunk with others. So what's one of those places? Uh, Do you remember? Yeah. Um, Ray, um, it was, um, they have the singer. Sorry, we're gonna have to do a little. I'm gonna have to look this one up just real quick because the name immediately is not coming to mind. They have the Singapore Street Noodles. It's right downtown in East Lansing, uh, and it is. I mean, there's some, there's an incredible amount of awesome Chinese restaurants uh, in East Lansing, but there are there is an outstanding one that does uh, Peking Me- Express. Peking Express. Peking Express. They're the Peking Express has Baiju. They've got it on their menu. Um, it's definitely something to sit down at the bar and drink some Baiju. Is that on Grand River? Yep, right on Grand River. It's kind of it's a downtown. It's a one of the kind of underground places. Not, I mean, literally, it is like a a walk down from the sidewalk oh yeah i forget about that place yeah it's a great it's a great spot um one of my other favorite restaurants right nearby near the broad Mm -hmm. there's a east cafe which is right nearby also uh they're just down the block uh they're about a mile down from peking express and they have cantonese hot pot down there that is to die for and the Cantonese hot pot they do, they also they also do have uh, some Chinese beer and wine down there you can try to go with it. So that's a good way, especially if you're going to drink Baiju for the first time, go to a restaurant, treat yourself to a bottle. It's not crazy expensive. Most of the one, I mean, they have some, you know, $100 bottles at Peking Express, but they also have that $30 bottle that you can try. You sit down, it's a smaller bottle. You're not going to, you know... You're not gonna have to get poured into a Uber on your way out. You know, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna go ransack the Taco Bell next door or something. I'm, well, you that's what I'm you laughing. Know. I'm lit- I'm laughing at the this. I've never been to been to Peking Express. Mm-hmm. It's just 
for whatever reason. Right. But I'm looking at it, and I'm like, it's surrounded by Taco Bell, Cottage Inn, Pizza, and I'm just like... Five Guys is right there. Five, it's like right like, in the midst of all this so, stuff. But then you have this little gem of like historical mm-hmm. uh, presence and, and, and cultural presence around like... I don't know, Americana vanilla just down the middle acceptance. Right, exactly. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's the fun thing is you see, like, I'm impressed. Like, it's it's neat to see in Lansing is, like, in this area that we've got some of, I mean, you've got the Broad Museum across the street, and then within two miles, you've got some of the best Chinese food you're going to find around. And, I mean, when you go, like, you know, you go to Peking Express, you go to, you go to East Cafe, you can you can sit there and have That's a so hot pot. Funny. It's great. It's great stuff. That and it's so it's in the heart funny. of everything, you know? All right. That sounds like fun. We'll have to go down there and get a bottle one day, Malik. It's it's fun. We'll get some you always get a weird look when you order it for the first time. It's like, wait, do you know what you're getting yourself into? Because it's not like they you know, China like China has that China has that kind of uh that I I wouldn't say it's elitist thing, but that kind of judgment of like you're gonna try it you're not gonna like it so i don't want i don't want you to have a bad time you know that's but if you know what you're getting yeah exactly people have uh, an experience that they're experienced so much new Mm -hmm. that it gets lost and then it turns into into a negative like too much of anything in the beginning like you gotta is bad yeah you gotta you gotta figure it out is is fun you gotta just know your limits like anything else and that's you know that's the fun thing about these spirits and the way that we talk about them i think is that you know, instead of just drinking something for the effect, you know, contemplating, thinking about what, what you're doing when you're drinking, you, you've got to think about the history and the culture that goes along with it. And then you also have to just really thoroughly enjoy yourself and drink it and have a good time. There's a reason we make this stuff for so long. There's a reason this stuff has been around for so long is because it, it lets you have a good time. Mm-hmm. But there is history with it. And you've got to, You respect that history and you have a good time. This Peking Express has a good menu. Like yeah, they got a lot I'm of great liking, stuff. Their, stuff. Their Singapore street noodles are really good. Like that's one of my favorite things from there. Um, they, you know, and it's a, it's a neat place to walk into. It's it's definitely, uh, it's definitely got a great interior, nice little bar, and very friendly staff. I mean, it's 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 fun. You know, it's definitely a place to get away from the. Um, normal sweet and sour chicken that you would get like yeah, well, i mean i'm a i'm a geek for sweet and sour chicken well, yeah. but you can try something different here and know that it's going to be good this is fantastic gotta I go down I there say that a lot but good grief <laughs> yep. i'm looking at this menu and i'm like holy cow and what i'm saying is yes it does have it's got what, general sour which is it, we it all love general sour sour chicken, sweet and right. sour chicken but right. i'm looking at this other stuff and i'm like well i'm curious i'm curious like Orange chicken, sesame right. chicken, and there was something else I saw. The uh, barbecue beef. Mm-hmm. They even have a chicken gizzard. gizzard like, yeah, I'm and not hearts. ordering it, but like I know people that like that kind of stuff. Barbecue chicken hearts. Fried quail. How often do you see fried quail on a menu? Right. That is It's good. Exciting. Fried quail is really good. These are all there there's a lot of traditional Beijing style Peking. Peking is Beijing, Beijing style dishes. You know? And there's a A baby shrimp omelet. Like what is that? Right. That just sounds exciting. And also there's a great, you know, Peking Express is also the name of a great Wang Kar Wei movie. He's one of my favorite Chinese directors. He's kind of one of these incredible guys and he made a he made a really great love story called Peking Express. So you should you know or Chungking Express, sorry, I always say Peking. It's Chungking Express by Wang Kar Wei. So if you're having a bottle of Baiju, watch Chungking Express. 
and you've got an awesome mainland Chinese director who's like who's incredible, and it's a love story, and it's all about food. I mean, it goes very well with food and drink. What more could you ask right, for it's a date than night. that, dude? We just we just saved, we just made somebody's night because dude, this is a date night setup. Chunking Express, Peking Express, Robotola Baijiu, you're good. You're good. I mean. I'm going to say it. That sounds like a panty dropper to right, me. Exactly. 100%. So. I would hope, hopefully. If you're making the right. That's how we make Or a boxer dropper, whatever you want. Dropper, right, exactly. Whatever, whatever you got. Is. Whatever your thing That's is. That's how we made Junior over there. Yeah. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to another edition of Contemplating Cocktails with King. Thanks for having me, Malik. Oh, I, that was a fun journey. Good time. All right, ladies and gentlemen. You know what that is. That's a show. Yeah.